When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That, of course, was me on first take a few weeks ago predicting the future. <laughs> Just call me Notre Dame, right? You know what's crazy? I don't disagree with the thing you said there. We all know the offensive line for the Jets was the weak link, but on the play where, where Aaron Rodgers got hurt, that wasn't on Dwayne Brown. I, I I mean, know, Aaron Rodgers held the ball, to, I mean, and, and he then he had to spin long. out of it. Right. He held it. He held it too long. That line looked atrocious, though. Obviously, yeah, I'm not, Like I said, I'm not sad. defending him. They're not Dwayne good Brown at all. But on that play, old. it wasn't on Dwayne Brown. Right. I, I mean, it, the, the New York Jets were lying, though, on the pieces that they have. A bunch of guys, even Mekhi Becton, who's young, I mean, who's hardly played here over the last couple of seasons in the NFL, right? Vera Tucker, who played only seven games last season, I believe it is. So they were relying on a lot of pieces that frankly, are unreliable. And they're relying on those pieces to protect that guy. And that guy is 39 years old. And so, yes, maybe it was the turf last night as much as anything. Maybe he held on to the ball too long. That line looked atrocious protecting him. And it was the one concern that everybody had about this New York Jets team. Quite literally, the topic on first take that day was, are you worried about the New York Jets O-line. And I was arguing with Dan Orlovsky because he was like, no, they're going to come together. They're going to be great. They're going to figure it all out. Aaron's going to help this line. And the reality is the reality that they're not a very good line. They've, they've been a broken line. They've been a broken line in the preseason as well. And he's 39 years old. So things happen. But things happen more likely when you're 39. They just do. Yeah. And, you know, again, I go back to, and I know Brees Hall talked about it last night, you know, as far as field turf goes. And I'm not a field turf fan. I told you this earlier, and I'll say it again. You know, when I'm calling a college football game or an NFL game, you know, I've got to take three or four Advil if I'm working on field turf. Just to, to walk, just to, to walk, just to walk, walk around, just to walk on the field to a microphone for seven hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're down there, you know, three and a half hours before kick, and then you got, you know, in college football, it's a damn near four hour game, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. But you know, yeah, you're down there for about you know seven hours, and on field turf, you feel it in your knees and especially in your lower back. I'll, I'm going to your Gators this weekend. We've got Tennessee at Florida on ESPN with Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreit on the, on the TV side, Kesty Kelly Stauffer and I on the radio side, and I won't have to. I won't have to take a single Advil. Nothing, zero, because it's natural grass. There is a huge, huge difference. And if oh, I, I th- if a dude just walk my if my fat butt just walking around on a field feels a difference, imagine if you're trying to cut on a dime. You know, like Aaron Rodgers was doing a pirouette last night trying to avoid Leonard Floyd. Mm-hmm. And he spins to his right. And the moment, because I've had 16 cuts on my right foot and two on my left. And the moment he spun around and the, the top of his cleat, you could see it stick and then his heel hit, right? And then you see that calf just mm-hmm. explode upward. Gabe Neitzel said it last night and he was spot on. That's an Achilles. Now, I wasn't going to go there, but it was a soft tissue, damn near non-contact injury because, in part, not all, but in part because of field turf. And if the World Cup's coming here, 
And every single venue that has field turf has to get that crap out and put in a grass field. Do not talk about player safety, Roger Goodell, or any other big-time college commissioner you know, or athletic directors or presidents. You don't give a bleep about player safety. You don't. Roger Goodell right now behind closed doors is trying to get rid of the punt. Why? Because, oh, we might get a lawsuit because of concussions. What was the most exciting play last night? Mm-hmm. Upon return, for a touchdown. It's one of the most exciting plays and pivotal plays in football. But if you're really concerned about player safety, you might want to do something about that crap they're playing on. Because it's not as safe as natural grass, but they won't because it's going to cost them too much money. And that's well, all that go. matters. That's the key. That's what they care about is, is the money. And Roger Goodell works for the owners. And it's the owners that don't want to spend the money. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Certainly not all the owners, but the owners of these teams that still have the turf out there. They did replace the turf right before this season, saying that it's been made even safer and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. It ain't grass. That's the long and the short of it. But you mentioned Brees Hall there very quickly. 10 carries, 127 yards. He averaged almost 13 yards per carry. I was so impressed by Brees Hall. Looking like that, coming off of that injury right out of the gate, I frankly was shocked by how good Brees Hall looked. I thought, as a Dolphins fan, I felt a little bit better about us swinging and missing there on on Delvin Cook, frankly. But Brees Hall, it looks like, you know... Getting him back for the Jets is hugely helpful and, of course, going to be hugely helpful now moving forward no matter who's under center. You know what also draws me outside, Amber, is when you see people going, well, it was 127 yards, 83 came on one carry. Right, but still. I don't give it, a, he looked amazing. I don't give a I mean, damn if it was on one carry or not. It's 83 right, yards. Right. It's like when a quarterback throws a screen pass and, and a wideout takes it for 70. Are you taking that yardage away from the quarterback? No, you aren't. So... Brees Hall, I'm with you. On that 83-yarder, it was like he got shot out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. And he's, he had ACL surgery, what, nine, ten months ago? Right, that's what was remarkable. Like, he looked, <laughs> he looked sensational. Like he so, I mean, hugely good news for the Jets. The very bad news for the Jets is that their future Hall of Fame quarterback ain't going to be part of this team here. I mean, we hardly need him, right? Four snaps. I don't know what we'll see. If we'll see Aaron Rodgers again, he may end up retiring. This could be the end. Can you imagine if that? Is I don't see that happening. The Hall of Fame career ends for Aaron Rodgers, but it certainly is over for him this season anyway. So now the question is, where do the Jets go from here? Triple eight, say ESPN, if you want to chime into the conversation. Mike Tannebaum, ESPN's NFL front office insider, was on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio this morning, and he had some thoughts. If I'm Joe Douglas, the, the results of the game I can't impact in the box, but I'm on the phone calling Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. I'm calling all of them, and I got to know what my options are. Now, I think Tom, the way he's constituted, I just don't think he'd ever play for the Jets. But boy, would I try. Every option is on the table. How can it not be? You have a good team, and I would certainly have that conversation. Now, do I think it's going to happen? No, but you have a responsibility to look at every single possibility. 
I do think you ask him, right? Like, you do ask him. You do make that call. I think it would be crazy for Brady to come back, frankly, but I don't understand that level of competitiveness. You know, if I was Brady, I think I would have retired a long time ago and been on a mega yacht sipping Mai Tais. So these guys are built a little bit differently than the rest of us. Would he want to come back? Would he be concerned about that line, the injury that he just saw to Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady is that much older than Aaron Rodgers is. He's actually in his mid-40s. But when you hear Mike T say that he wouldn't play for the Jets because it's the Jets, that wouldn't be my normal first reaction for the former Patriot who still identifies himself as a Patriot. However, there was that whole thing about him trying to play for the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) I don't see it. You brought it up earlier uh, in our pre-show meeting where he is a minority owner right now right of the Raiders so that's one issue I don't even think you can do that yeah two he just got honored in New England and you're going to come right back around and and join the Jets it ain't happening and plus I I can't emphasize this enough it takes months and I'm talking like five six months for these guys to train to be at the level that they expect themselves to be in to play in September Tom Brady's not going out there you can make the phone call if I'm Joe Douglas of course you make the call but he's going to tell you no I mean, I would say there's about a 1% chance, maybe even less than that, that Tom Brady would be a New York Jet. I I mean, you could cut my pinky off with a hatchet if he ends up quarterback in the Jets this year. That's how how sure I am that he is not going to be there. A realistic option is just roll with Zach Wilson. And I think that's the number one option for them is to roll with Zach Wilson. And then after that, I think you need to bring in a veteran presence. Now, I don't know if that's a Matt Ryan just to be in the room. I think Aaron Rodgers will still be around this team. He's still going to be in that room, hitting start and stop and going over film with Zach. But if you want another veteran presence on the field with him, you know, which Aaron Rodgers may be as well you know, after he has the surgery, Matt Ryan is a statue. We all know that. But, man, he still has an arm and the brain is there. You know, he's on the street. And he's also on the street for a reason. You know, do you trade for a Taylor Heineke with the Falcons? Maybe, but you know Desmond Ritter is uh, yeah he's one and zero, but he's still there's a lot of unproven there, mm-hmm. you know in the second year quarterback out of Cincinnati. So Colt McCoy, I didn't even know about the elbow injury. You, you looked that up, and and then that's part of the reason why he's on the street. Do you trade for a Jameis Winston? Right, I, I don't he's know one of those. But I mean, I've got trade for him. As Cooper far as guys Rush. on the street, Matt Ryan would probably be my number one. Matt Ryan is certainly in that conversation. Not Cooper- to start. Cooper Rush, in terms of of trading, uh, you're talking about a quarterback that kept the Cowboys afloat last season, and now they have Trey Lance that they just traded for, so maybe they don't need him as a backup. Would they be willing to move on from him? Malik Willis, or maybe the starter there in Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill. From a trade perspective, there are some interesting names that could be thrown out. Kirk Cousins? I mean, there's a lot of places that That we could could go. So we are going to take your calls on this next. What should the Jets do at quarterback with with Rogers out moving forward, Triple Eight say ESPN. If you want to join the conversation, plus, how concerned should the Bills be about Josh Allen? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code Eight Save. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Aaron Rodgers is sitting down the field. He's hurt. All summer long, we talked about the left tackles. We talked about the offensive line of the Jets. Concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. So it feels like it's raining and pouring for the New York Jets. They brought in the future Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, to lead this team to a Super Bowl because everyone felt like this was a team that was just a quarterback away. And last night they looked like a team that was just a quarterback away. The problem is they're still a quarterback away because Aaron Rodgers was injured after four snaps of that game. Josh Allen threw more passes so far in his NFL career to New York Jets players than Aaron Rodgers did last night. And now it is Zach Wilson that will be leading the way, it appears, anyways, for the New York Jets. Where else should the Jets go? Triple Eight, say ESPN. That's what we're asking you. Ian, I threw out Kirk Cousins before the break. You thought I was crazy. All right, well, let me ask you this. Why, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, would you do that? Because... They're probably moving on from Cousins anyways after this season, right? So it's a deal that you're moving on for after this year. They're like that team that feels like it's almost maybe in a quiet rebuild, although it was, I don't have it in front of me, a 13-win team last 13 season, 13 wins last year, yes. So, so that's the thing, though. Do you think you're for real? Because nobody else thought you were for real last season, frankly, and do you think you're for real if you're in charge of that organization? Or do you recognize, hey... We ain't winning a Super Bowl anyways. So why don't we go ahead? We're going to move on from Kirk either way in the future here because he's not going to fit the rebuild. He's an older quarterback. He's 35 years old. He's still a very good quarterback, though, by all accounts. So why not get something in return for him? The Jets are desperate. They could use him, and that would help us towards the future here in Minnesota. I think the Vikings realize that once you have a very good quarterback, it's even hard to get a very good quarterback. And I think that Kirk Cousins is a very, very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ain't the problem. The defense is the problem. And they won, what, seven, eight games last year by one score? I mean, it was it was a remarkable run that they had. But it, it, you can't get that lucky. I mean, they just lost the first game by a three points to, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20-17. to 17, But it wasn't on Kirk Cousins. I mean, he, he put up gaudy numbers yet again. You know, and the defense actually played better, but it's Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. So Kirk in the problem in Minnesota, it's the other side of the ball that's been the problem. So they already got rid of Dalvin Cook, you know, because one salary. But when you when you have a quarterback, you don't get rid of him. And I don't I don't expect Minnesota to be to be moving on from Kirk Cousins after after this season. Well, we will see what happens with the New York Jets. That's the real question here. Triple Eight, say ESPN. If you want to join the conversation, that's where we find Mike in Tennessee. Hey, Mike, thanks for the call. What should the Jets do? Hey, what's going? Hey, what's going on? Uh, glad to talk to y'all. First time calling on your old show. I like the Cousins move, but I, I agree it's, that's not going to happen. He he means so much to Minnesota. There's only one team out there to me that makes the most sense for everybody. And the Raiders are not going to do anything in their division. Jimmy G is a star. 
They trade that one that they got back for Timmy G, and they're back in Super Bowl contention. That's the only option, in my opinion. And Jimmy so, and the Raiders can tank. And you. Well, thanks so much for the call. The problem is with that, Ian, though, is that they brought in Jimmy G for a reason if you're the Raiders, right? And and they won in week one is is the problem. I mean, it's like what you're saying here about some of these other pieces that we're throwing out. Like, are you going to move on after actually seeing a win? Now, given a win against the Denver Broncos and only by a point – but Jimmy Garoppolo had some very good moments in that game that showed, hey, maybe this guy can, in fact, do it outside of Shanahan's system. Garoppolo, 20 for 26, 200 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Yeah, he busted up the game extraordinarily well. And, they, and, and to your point, they're 1-0 and with a division win on the road. Like, I saw people throwing out Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. The Rams just went to Seattle on the road, division win. I mean, what? A lot of this is fantasy football trades, not reality well, the Stafford trades. Stafford one makes a little bit more sense to me than the Jimmy Garoppolo one because Stafford, a much older quarterback, and the Rams may be in a position where, again, they are a team that would be entering a rebuild. And so if you feel like you're going to be entering a rebuild anyways, why not move on from the guy who is too old to do the rebuild with, which would be Matt Stafford in this scenario? You're going to have to move on from him anyways. Why not get a first rounder in return because that that's now what the New York Jets have to trade in order to acquire a quarterback because they don't have to send it to the Packers because Aaron Rodgers didn't play enough enough sets, I mean, enough downs. Yeah. All right. So this is this is great. I have an idea now. So if the oh, Raiders, no. if the Ra- so we were talking about Tom Brady, Tom Brady's not going to come back and play for the Jets because oh, he's he's go. part owner of the Raiders, right? right. So if the Raiders <laughs> trade Garoppolo. To the Jets, all right. So listen, no, 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 listen, no, no. Hear me out. Stop. No, hold on. on. Stop. Hear me out. So if that clears the way, now, now the Raiders need a quarterback, and you know, back in the early two thousands, the greatest hockey player to ever live, Mario Lemieux, was part owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He came back and played. So why couldn't Tom Brady do it too? There you go. There's well, the. It works out for everybody. And I'm not sure. I believe now. Isn't there a rule against it now? I don't know. Let's just pretend there, there was, isn't. There yeah, was the whole the, because this was the original plan with Tom Brady. It appears allegedly this was the plan. It appears uh, with Tom Brady and the Miami Dolphins, right? Where he was going to get it seemed like an equity interest in the team and also become the quarterback of the Dolphins. He fake retired the whole thing. They recruited Tom Brady. They went after Tom Brady. They got hit with the draft pick. They got hit losing a draft pick that first rounder because of it uh right fine there you go that's the word i'm looking for again you know vegas nashville that's what i'm coming off of (laughs) (laughs) that's a a hell of a combo here's the thing and look a lot of these are it's fun to talk about but you're living in a fantasy world and you can tell ariel and jasmine and all the princesses i said hello right because because it ain't gonna happen you're not living in a reality world folks the number one thing the jets are going to do is roll with the number two overall pick and Zach Wilson, who by all accounts, you, you know, and you listen to Garrett Wilson and other guys in that room that he lost last year in one word, one word at the podium so when they had stupid. like 62 yards of total offense, one defense syllable. played their butts off. Yeah, one syllable. Right? You think you cost your team the game or let the defense down? No. And he walked off the podium. And then they were like, get your bleep and get the hell out of here. They were wearing Mike White t-shirts the next day in the next game. Hey, hey, hey. Maybe if they want to send the Miami Dolphins a first for Mike White, All right. oh, here we go. I'm just saying, Chris they're, Greer, they're rolling, answer the phone, buddy. If the Jets are calling, let's take a first. Zach Wilson, send Mike. 
He's Send their quarterback. Back to New York. <laughs> They're looking for a backup to come in, and that right. that's the number one thing that they need. They need depth at that position. They have none. And a lot of these, you know, the Tom Brady stuff and the Andrew Luck and – you know, trading for Ryan Tannehill. That's uh, that's a that's a genuine one as well. Ryan Tannehill. The Jets, why would you things. want Ryan Tannehill, who they're trying to get rid of out of Tennessee and just threw three picks against the Saints? Buster only called in and he said they should trade for Ryan Tannehill. He was listening here's to why us. you would, because he's a quarterback that, yes, coming off of three picks, it looks bad, but he's been competent most of his career. He's had a very long career here as yes. a starter in the NFL. So it's also a quarterback on a deal that you're going to end up moving on from after this season. You've now drafted two quarterbacks, if you're Tennessee, to try to replace Ryan Tannehill. They're not going to keep Ryan Tannehill on this team anyway. So if you're the Titans, why not get something in return from Tannehill while you can? You've already got your two insurance policies for the future. You're going to have to move on to Levis or Malik Willis at some point anyways. Buster only. We all love him. Buster, if you're still listening, we appreciate you 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 listening and then phoning in, in and giving us your, your Ryan Tannehill trade. But yeah, this is also the same man that had the brilliant idea and recommended that I try sharp cheddar cheese, which is on, on sweet potato pie. Well, that's a little weird. That, <laughs> so consider the source. I mean, you had me until sweet potato pie, like the combination of the two. I mean, I like sweet potato pie. Any, you don't eat that and stuff I like anyway. Cheddar che- I, I, eat I, I eat cheese, James. No, no carbs and cheese. Come on. I eat cheese. And so I like I'm just saying, sharp. just consider the source. The, the, I tried it. You did? Yeah. That's, That's a much. very questionable decision. I, hey, if somebody I'll try gave me that advice, once. I don't. I don't think I would. He be sold it well. I it. tried it. Well, all right. Well, spit it out to each their own. But he's he said crazier things then than trading for Ryan Tanhill. That is certainly not the craziest thing. Potatoes that Buster and Olney has on. ever said. Again, Buster Olney. Thanks for listening. Coming up next, Hall of Famer Tim Brown joins us here on Amber and Ian. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Him on social media at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We have been reacting to the Achilles injury heard around the world. Let's bring in some help to do so. Pro Football Hall of Famer Tim Brown joins us here on Amber and Ian. And Tim, thanks so much for your time. Let's start, though, with you and Ian, because not only is there a connection here between you two that goes back to Dallas, but actually there's a high school connection here as well. Hey, HOF, how about the Woodrow 
Wilson, Wildcat, Xavier Gibson, punt returner, undrafted free agent for the New York Jets, man, from your high school where my daughters go. When you saw this story, man, you know, and, and you're a proud Woodrow Wilson Wildcat, you still give back to the school. What was your reaction when you saw this young man and house that punt? Man, I tell you what, it, you know, I, I said to myself, man, this that was an incredible run. You know, I watched it back about twenty times. You know, because they were talking about the supposed uh, leg whip or whatever, and I was like, that wasn't a leg whip. But uh, but no, I, I thought this kid. I said to somebody, you know, my wife hates when I talk football. She's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. But I was telling her that little move he made at the beginning where he was heading right and he stopped and headed back towards the middle, that set the whole thing up right there, man. So you could tell that he's a very talented kid and he knows what he's doing. And, uh, and, uh, and once I found out he was a Wildcat, I was like, well, of course he knows what he's doing. He's a Wilson <laughs> Wildcat. <laughs> Amber, there's two high schools in the country that have multiple Heisman Trophy winners. One – is Woodrow Wilson, Davey O'Brien, and this guy right here in Tim Brown. So when you see – I mean, I know high school was a long time ago, but you're a prideful guy. When you see something like that, especially from a place that has Davey O'Brien and yourself, you know, just immortalized, what's that mean to you? Well, it means a lot. It really does. I mean, I, I can tell you this, that I will be checking in on what he does every week, you know, from now until he's in the league, you know, because that's how interested I am in what, what's happening with him. And hopefully he comes back to Dallas and, um, you know, maybe I can get him over, over to the uh, golf tournament that I've been having for Woodrow for over 30 years now, you know. So, uh, but uh, that's what it's all about, of course. But, no, I mean, it means a lot. You know, it's no different than a Notre Dame guy or whatever, somebody from Dallas, you know. I mean, all these uh, little things uh, come into play. Uh, but, uh, you know, you just want to see guys do well because when you're on that stage and you don't perform well, you know, it's a hard way to go, you know. From undrafted to Tim Brown's golf tournament. It has been a wild 24 hours for Xavier Gibson. So Gibson, Tim, ends up saving things there, obviously, for the New York Jets. Uh, Early in the game, a very, 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 very early in the game, we see Aaron Mm. Rodgers go down. He is done for the season. Maybe his future Hall of Fame career is done as well. What was your initial reaction when you saw Aaron Rodgers go down on the field? Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, usually when Achilles pop, it you know, you don't need anybody around you for them to pop, right? And and the fact that he was able to walk at all, even walk with a boot, I, I didn't think it was, you know, I, I just thought, you know, maybe he strained it or whatever, but I didn't think it was going to be that he tore, he tore it because usually, you know, when that injury happens, you, you're done. I mean, you can't walk, you can't do anything. So, uh, so you know, it's it's really sad. You know, I know they, they, they had planned for an incredible year and, you know, it was good to see Wilson come in and play as well as he he played to like to get the W. Uh, but uh, at the same time, yeah, I, I think a lot of people waking up today in New York and Jets fans all over the country a little sick about what happened last night. Uh, they're a little sick about that. They've been a little sick about a lot of things over the last 30 years. Pro Football Hall of Famer <laughs> Tim Brown joining us here on Amber and Ian. If you were the Jets, Tim, where would you go from here? You just mentioned Zach Wilson. Obviously, he got the win, but would you look elsewhere to try to bring somebody else in from the outside? I really think they have to give this kid a, a chance. You know, he's had, you know, three or four or five months to, to learn from one of the best to ever do it. Let's see if he learned anything. Let's see if there's anything that has proved, improved from year uh, from last year to, to this year, you know. And, uh, you know, you have, what, seven, eight, nine weeks before you have to you, you make a, 
uh, that you have to make a, a trade or something of that nature. But um, and I don't know if Tom Brady is going to be the answer. I, I've been hearing that, but uh, I, I think Tom is real this time. I think he really wants to to hang it up. So, uh, but uh, no, I, look, I, I, it's a tough position to be in. You know, you have this kid that you invested all his money in, and uh, you know he he gladly took this, the the second fiddle role to to one of the greatest to ever do it. But now, if I'm him, I'm saying, let me go. Let me have this this opportunity to to make this thing and show you guys that I can do it. You know, and um, so hopefully they'll give him that shot, and we'll we'll see what happens. Tim, you're in Canton. You're one of the greatest to ever play the game. Would you please explain to people who are talking about Tom Brady? Or Andrew Luck. I heard that name also. I saw Andrew Luck last year. That dude's lost like 70 pounds. He's like a buck 60. <laughs> Would you explain to folks how hard it is to get ready for a season, especially when you've been away from the game for just just six to eight months, much less years? Yeah, it's tough. You know, my second year in the league, you know, I tore my um, MCL, PCL, and I missed that entire game, uh, entire season, I should say. And I uh, really wasn't able to do any football activities until May or June of the following year. And um, so, you know, when you get back out there the first time, man, everything seems different. You know, everything is super fast. And, you know, you worry about people touching your leg, forgetting getting hit on it. You know, you, you don't want people to touch you. And uh, it's a very scary thing, you know. And, and it's more mental than physical because, obviously, the trainers won't let you on the field. That physically, 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 you can't do it. But mentally, man, you can get so caught up into to what's happening that it can it can ruin you. So, and I'm just wondering if a if a 40 year old you know uh, uh, Rogers is going to want to really put that work in to come back and you know and and play. You know, it'd be very interesting to see what happens with him, and it may depend a lot on what happens with this team uh, this year. You know, even with Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady's been away from the game. He's not in football shape. He hasn't been training. That's a, that's another aspect. When right. people mention his name, and they just honored him in New England. He's going to all of a sudden go up and join the Jets. And he's an owner. Oh, yeah, he's a owner of the Raiders. Thanks, Amber. I don't think he's allowed to, by the way. I think he would have to relinquish that part ownership. Pro Football Hall of Famer Tim Brown joining us here on Amber and Ian. Tim, I want to ask you about your former position here and the state of it in the current NFL. You had Tyreek put up 215 yards receiving in his first game this season Justin Jefferson out there 150 yards I mean you have such dynamic receivers in the league who right now is the best receiver in the NFL oh man you know it's so tough because these guys do such different things you know I mean what Tyreek can do no one else can do you know for the most part you know I think when Devontae Adams is rolling you know he is certainly one of the best in the league if not the best you know I think he proved last year uh, that if you put him in the right position, then he'll 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 perform for you, and he did that to to the highest degree last year. So, uh, you know, you you got Jefferson up in up in uh, up in Minnesota, who is an incredible route runner and and knows how to attack the ball up in the air. You know, it's just really hard to say. You know, I, I think back in the day when you had Jerry, you had Randy. You know, it was pretty clear from year to year who was you know considered to be the best in the in the league. But I think right now, because these guys do such different things, it's really hard to say. Now, you know Tyreek is not going to put up 200 yards every every week. We don't believe it's possible. The way they play defense these days, it's definitely possible. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I think guys like Devontae, who are going to give you those steady six, you know, eight, nine catches a game, you know, for 100, 120 yards, I think that's what you're looking for. 
HOF, Tim Brown joining us here on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80 with Amber Wilson on me and Fitzsimmons. And, and when you look at your career, this is a remarkable story, folks. Get ready. You wouldn't have been at Notre Dame if it wasn't for fate. If you can, going circling all the way back to Xavier Gibson at Woodrow Wilson, you know, now the hero and the story of the National Football League and the New York Jets saving that game last night on Monday Night Football. How did you end up at Notre Dame, which led to a Hall of Fame career in the NFL? Well, um, Notre Dame came to recruit. You know, I every see them, I bowed down to him. The, 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 uh, uh, Dante Jones, uh, who was at Skyline High School, went on to Oklahoma, ended up playing middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears for 10 years. Uh, they came to recruit him one night. Uh, you know, I used to tell people, Woodrow, we were so bad in football that – it wasn't Friday night lights. You had to play on Thursday nights because <laughs> you played with your hookers. Uh, nobody wanted to see us on Friday nights. But, uh, yeah, they came and recruit him that night, and that night I had a kick return, a punt return, a long catch, and a long long run. Uh, I think I had over 400 yards all-purpose yardage that night. And, um, and Notre Dame decided to come to Woodrow the next day to find out who I was and why wasn't anybody talking about me. So, and that's how it all began and, and, and began and ended, I guess you could say, because once my brother, who was a Subway alumni guy who knew everything about the university, that I didn't know that. All I knew, it was it was 12 hours away. I had to go to the library and get on, get on the microfish or whatever to figure that out. Microfish? Uh, once I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 once I figured that out, you know, I was like, there's no way I'm going, you know, 12 hours away from here, you know, driving anyway. So, uh, yeah, but, um, you know, a lot of things uh, went into play. And, you know, my mom and dad didn't want me, you know, they didn't, they didn't know if there was any future in football for me, but they – they knew that Notre Dame education would serve me well, and um, so that's the reason why I went. That's that's how it all happened. Fate, man. That is uh, that story never no ever gets old. Hey, well, Woodrow's back in the news, man. Xavier Gibson, House is one, and uh, and yes, you were the sir. first person we thought of. Hey, again, great job with the golf tournament every year, and we can't wait to see you again, HOF. Thank you so much for joining us here on ESPN Radio. Thanks, Tim. No problem. I appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. That was Pro Football Hall of Famer Tim Brown joining us here on Amber and Ian. Coming up next, we get back to your calls. Rolling along here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So we haven't talked much about the Bills component of this game from last night. And... Boy, did Josh Allen look sloppy last night, Ian. That's an understatement, right? Now, accuracy, not always the strength for Josh Allen because he does take those wild chances. I think that he is the player, if I had to name one player who has the highest highs and the lowest lows in the NFL at the quarterback position, it would be that dude to me because the highs are so, so high. I mean, that is an electric player, an unbelievably wildly talented player. But those interceptions, and they plague him every season. So it's not just exclusive to last night. It's not just how unbelievably dominant that Jets defense looks like it's going to be this season. It's a combination of all of it. Josh Allen looks sloppy last night with the football. Mr. Whitehead owes him some money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Three for three. Well, he also got a quarter of a million dollar bonus. That's true. <laughs> because in his contract, he has so many picks that he had to get, and he got it in one game. 
I mean, that's you know, he, he might as well throw hey, just like maybe twenty grand, right? Hey, thank you very much, appreciate it. Go have a couple steaks and a, you know a few bottles of really expensive wine on me. I mean, it was it's a head scratching moment again for Josh Allen, and I think that the talent we all know it, it's it's immense. He just has to figure out a way in those grand moments not to try and force the damn football. Prime example, the first pick to Whitehead on around the four five yard line, right where he goes. Rolls left, stops, pivots, flips his hips, and then goes deep. Go back and watch it, folks. He's got, I, don't know, one, I think it was Dalton Kincaid on a, on a mid-level post coming across, right, right in front of him, about 30 yards down the field, and it's man coverage, and he's got, him, he's got his man beaten. That's an easy throw for an NFL quarterback. And didn't see it, or if he did see it, he passed it up, threw it into double coverage. That'll drive any coach insane. Like, look, did, when you when they go back and watch that film, what's going on right here? Yeah, where was he looking? Just take it. I mean, you 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 got the completion right now. It's not the easiest throw, but at that level, it should be because look, in high school football, you should be able to hit a house. College football, you should be able to hit the door. In the NFL, if you're one of the best, you got to hit the damn keyhole. Mm-hmm. And he, that's a throw he easily should be able to make and see. That's number one. Number two. Since he came in the league, no quarterback in the NFL has more fumbles than Josh Allen. 54. And he's lost, I think, 23 of them or 24 of them. I mean, it's, but he's put the ball in the ground 54 times. He's lost around half of them. That is, that's no bueno. And so those are things that he has to fix because that defense is legit, to your point. They've got a running game. I think James Cook is going to be really, really good. I know that going to get up against that that front with the Jets, not a lot of guys. It's going to be tough sledding for, for most running backs. But they've got depth at that position. They've got a, a good offensive line. He's got weapons on the on the outside. You don't have, Every now and then, a punt is okay. And that's something he has to figure out. And also, get down. He cannot take these massive hits again that he took last night on multiple occasions. The wear and tear, ask Cam Newton. Ask Andrew Luck. Those are 240, 250-pound guys. And those hits put Andrew Luck out of the league really early and ended also Cam Newton's career before it should have. Yeah, Cam Newton, RG3. There's a lot of guys that certainly have, have fallen off because of taking those kind of hits. And he invites it. He looks for it, right? Josh, it's not like how his coach is calling plays, like we saw with some of those other guys where they're getting ran into the ground. It's not that. It's Josh Allen by choice, not sliding when he could easily slide because he invites the contact. And I was cringing at moments last night with him taking on that contact as well. He's too good to do it, and he's too important to the Bills for him to be doing that. We've been having that conversation about Josh Allen for years, though. We've also been having the conversations about how sloppy he can be with the football. And there's no player, I don't think, in the NFL that is better than Josh Allen despite the sloppiness, like the boneheaded mistakes that Josh Allen makes with protecting the football. It's rare that you see another top five quarterback ever get away with that, where everybody still agrees. I mean, most people still agree that Josh Allen, top three quarterback in the league. Like that's how good people think he is. And that's despite the fact that this is a dude who routinely finds himself in the very wrong side of the interception column column on the NFL stats every single season and the fumble column of those NFL stats every single season. Yeah, I wouldn't have him in top three, but he can be. I mean, there's there's moments to your point that he's like, you're like, oh my gosh. You know, we, we were all expecting a hint. It was, you know, just go back just three years ago. 
we're expecting he and Mahomes to have these battle royales in the postseason, year in, year out, and he's been surpassed by Joey B. Joe Burrow. So now he's, he's trying to get that back. And I think at times, again, he just forces it when he doesn't have to. Take the check down. Throw it away. It's okay to punt on occasion. You know, and the biggest thing, get down or get out. of. You know who's the best at doing that? Gaining positive yards and then not getting touched downfield is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. How often do you see that guy when he's scrambling and when he's off the cuff on that improv? You rarely see that dude take a big hit. He's either getting down or he's getting out of bounds. He rarely takes that big shot, Uh, unlike Josh Allen, who almost lowers his shoulder at times to try and deliver a big hit, and that's not good for longevity in this league. That's exactly what he does. I will say that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs looked like they were getting along last night. So I guess that was something, if you're looking for something, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Stephon Diggs last night, 10 receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Allen's stat line looked like this, 29 of 41 236 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. An ugly night for Josh Allen and, frankly, the Buffalo Bills, who did not end up capitalizing on the departure of Aaron Rodgers from the entire game, all but four snaps. Chris Carlin, host of Carlin versus Joe, said earlier that it's not the Bills out of these two teams last night who has the best chance still to win a Super Bowl. Figure out while you're running around and you're still throwing it into double coverage all the way downfield where your guy has just no chance of catching the football. None. The Jets, and I firmly believe this, the Jets have a better chance to win the Super Bowl right now than the Buffalo Bills do. I mean, that seems a little crazy, Carlin. The Jets right now with Zach Wilson under center right now and no backup quarterback. They have a better chance of winning. I think we've taken it a little far. Josh Allen looks sloppy. That, that's a step too far. James Steele is just shaking his head. I can't tell if he's shaking his head at you and I for disagreeing with Carlin or just disagreeing with Carlin. I personally think the Bills are a bunch of frauds, including Josh Allen. I think they're going to miss the Do you believe the that the Jets have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl? Because those are two different things. I think the Bills are going to miss the playoffs. So wow. you're not means, answering the question. That I means they crazy. don't have any chance of winning the I Super think you're Bowl. Crazy. I don't. So you think the Jets know. have a better chance? I don't neither think they have a worse have a good chance, chance at, at the moment. After Week One, it appears neither yeah. of them look Super Bowl ready. I think we could kind of agree oh, hell on yes. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Both of these teams right now. I mean, they're they're way down the pecking order of a very deep conference. They they both dropped significantly. But again, the key words here are. Week one. Week one. But here was Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, after week one. Yeah, trying to force the ball. Um, uh, yeah. Same. Same place, different day. Same place. Same bleep. Did the same thing last year against the different same team. day. Uh, same. Yeah. Same team. And same. Listen, same quarterback mistakes. That's the reality of the situation. It's on Josh Allen to clean up some of those decisions that he has made, some of those mistakes that he has routinely made throughout his entire NFL career. It is week one. I'm not at all willing to say that the Buffalo Bills are out of this. I want to say that as a Dolphins fan. 
I ain't willing to say it yet. Like that is that is overreaction Tuesday is what that is. But <laughs> officially on board with Carlin. That's it. I'm I'm okay. on board with Carlin. Yeah, Jets better than the Bills. Okay. They, currently, currently the Jets with Zach Wilson, James Steele says better than the Bills. 